Hello and welcome to the Sunday Parlay, Ontario's only NFL Pro-Line podcast. I am Alex Fortin, I am your host, and uh, we're doing it solo again. Like I said, uh, we're getting back to it hopefully in the new year, hopefully quickly. Hopefully before Christmas, uh, Drew will be back, but uh, life has just been all over the place for the guy. You know, he got married and then lost his job and then got his job and then found some other jobs and then it's busy season for comedy, so we're on the road doing shows and yada yada yada. So... It's just going to be me. Just sorry about that. Or not sorry. I don't know. Maybe you like it better. I don't know what your preferences are. I don't even know how many people listen to this. I don't do that side of things. That's Drew stuff. All right. So this week, oh boy. Oh boy. Did we take another beating? Good Lord. How badly can I get fucked on the Thursday night under? Do you know what that... That's what has been pissing me off the most about this year is that I've been wrong about everything, but I'm always correct about the way in which I'm going to be wrong. You know what I mean? Last week, I picked the Thursday night under. It was set at 30 and a half points. It's Pittsburgh versus New England. New England hasn't scored 21 points more than like twice this season or some bullshit. They like can't score three touchdowns to save their lives. Pittsburgh was playing uh, their backup quarterback, couldn't do nothing, and Pittsburgh didn't score, but New England put up 21 points in the first half. I was like, of course they did. Of course the under is ruined by the first half. It was like 21-10 or something by the end of the first half, and I was like, yep, there we go. That's the fucking over. So that sucked. And then I was like, whatever. Thursday, it's ruined. My ticket's already ruined on Thursday. And so I was mad. So what I did was I doubled down and I went and I made the same ticket again, except without the Thursday night under. And then I still fucking lost three of those four. The fucking Houston, Houston fucking Texans. I don't know what happened there. Uh, CJ Stroud was on, was, is, I don't know, on pace to be rookie of the year. Like he has looked unbelievable. And then they just couldn't score. I don't know what the hell happened. The New York Jets just came out to play that day and uh, ended up putting up 34th quarter points, I think, something like that. It was like 6 nothing going into the fourth. <laughs> and the Jets just decided to play football. So that was crazy uh, that the Jets absolutely dominated that game. Uh, then I had Detroit over Chicago, and same thing. Justin Fields, I don't know if they looked at their team and they're like, Oh, this is what we have to do. We just have to not let Justin Fields throw the ball ever. We just he's always running it or throwing screens. DJ Moore's at over a thousand yards again this season. So that's good. It's great as a Panthers fan to just be watching CMC and DJ Moore have like the best seasons of their lives. And it's not even like DJ Moore is on a good team. It's not like, oh, he's got all these weapons around him now, blah blah blah. It's like, no, he's the one that's making things happen for this shit team. So that's good to see. Good to know that we could have had him. But instead, they have our number one pick and him. That's cool. And we have Bryce Young. That's nice. I love that. <sighs> so anyways, uh, Chicago utilized DJ Moore, had like an unreal game, and they ended up beating Detroit. Um, and then I had Denver over Los Angeles. I had Denver on the money line. I was, I'm pretty sure I was saying this, that like it felt unfair that Los Angeles – was the favorite in this game. I feel like Denver should have been the favorite, but they were given 2.15 odds on Denver. And I was like, let's take that. And uh, Denver came away with the W. So uh, I was like, yeah, look at that. They're playing good. I think now that they actually have a good quarterback and a good coach who knows how to coach with a good quarterback, and they've been able to actually play some NFL games together, they look look pretty good. Coach Coach Sean Payton and uh, quarterback Russell Wilson look like they're actually making a pretty good duo over there. 
in Denver. So, I mean, uh, there's been some drops, dude. This drops this season have been crazy. Denver, there were some drops. Kansas City, there were some wild drops these last couple weeks, uh, which we'll get into next. And then, yeah, Panthers been dropping balls everywhere too. Uh, so, sorry, Denver gets the W over the Chargers. That was my lone win of the week, which I'm pretty sure was my long shot. Uh, and then uh, I had Buffalo at Kansas. I thought that was going to be a shootout, and it was not. We uh, did not hit the 47.5 point over. I think they scored like 30-some points. So not a very exciting game until the end when they had uh, this call where, um, you know, um, Kadarius Tony, who can't seem to catch a break in the NFL, man, that guy's career has been a... Oh, just let down after let down. I almost feel bad for the guy. It's like he just drops balls in such ideal situations or does stupid shit like this. So he just lined up offside. And he did line up offside. And I, there's, I've seen so many videos going around about how, like, that was the fourth time in the game that he lined off offside. And they've never called it before that. But when the game was on the line, they called it. Um, also, this thing that, like... They have called that penalty in the past. Like, if you look at the past three years or four years or something, it was like it was called like twice a year, twice a year, three times a year. And then this year it's already been called like 15 times. So they're like ramping up calling that play or calling that penalty. It's like you have to check in with the refs. I also saw a sideline view of him like running out and he like half ass checks in with the ref, which is this is something. Actually, yeah, let's talk about this. So this is <clears throat> this is a penalty that I'm. Oddly and extremely familiar with. So in high school football, my brother's team was playing for, I can't remember if it was city championships or provincial championships. And he was in grade 12. And he lined up at the wide receiver position. And you have to check in with the ref. And you go, ref, I'm on the line. And then the ref either tells you to move forward or back up. And the ref just kept telling him he's not. He was like, ref, I'm on the line. And the ref was like, no, you're not. And he was like, okay, like, ref, I'm on the line. Like, what? And then the ref's like, nope. And he was like, what the fuck? And then the play started. So the ref throws a flag and he was like, dude, what do you mean? So the dude, go, so they get a touchdown on that play. And it was like, end of the game, they get a touchdown to take the lead. Play gets fucking called back for like a stupid, like, no end penalty or some shit like that. And then he's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I checked in with you. And the ref was like, yeah, but you weren't on the line. And he's like, you weren't telling me whether I was too far forward or too far back. I didn't know what to do. Like, what the fuck? So that gets called back. Fast forward to the next year. He's now off in university, not playing ball anymore. I'm in grade 11 playing for his old team now. We'd never played on the same team. But once he graduated, I switched teams. And I went over and played for the school he was playing for. And we had, like, the remnants of their championship team that were, like, the grade 11s who had just made provincials or whatever were the grade 12s now in in my team. So, like, our two top running backs were, like, these grade 12 guys. We had these beast O-linemen. We didn't really have anyone who could throw the ball. So all we did was fucking run, dude. We had, like, two guys that had 2,000 yards. It was fucking stupid. Um, and uh, we go... And the same thing happens. There's this kid on our team who has been playing since he was in grade 10 and he was not very good, but he was always like super positive and everyone loved having around. His name was Kev. He ended up coming back and being like equipment manager. My brother played with him since grade 10 and then or since he was in grade 10 and then I played with him when he was in grade 12 and everyone just loved little baby Kev 
I don't think he was from like a good home or whatever. So he like really gravitated towards football and like the whole community accepted him. And he was like upset. So he was a receiver and he was so bad at football, but he was so obsessed with like not making mistakes because he didn't want to be blamed for anything. And so he always checked in. He used to check in at practice. We like laughed about it that like during practice, he would set up on the line and he'd be like, coach, I'm on the line. I'm like, yeah, dude, you don't, you only have to do that when there's a referee. He's like, I just want to get the reps in like I'm playing. And so little baby Kev <coughs> is fucking there. And we're playing, it was a really weird situation. So we played in like a small league, obviously playing football, American football in Edmonton. Alberta, there's not a big league, so we're playing, and uh, the the way the standings worked, it was like, the team that we played the last game of the season, no matter what happened, we were going to play them again the next week, because either we were in first, and they were like the last playoff team, or they were in first, and we were the last playoff team, so like it, just the way the standings worked, like our tiebreaker was like super important for the whole standings from like first to sixth. So whatever it was, we were playing the back-to-back weeks. And so we beat them the first week. And then we go the second week, and it's a way tighter game. They've sort of, like, figured out, like, okay, they just give the ball to these two guys over and over again. And then, so, last play of the game, we're down by, like, four or some shit like that. Little baby Kev is in the game because we're like, well, we're not throwing the fucking ball. Right? So baby Kev's out there because it's his last game ever. He's in grade 12. He's obviously never going to make a team. And he goes and apparently gets a, like, not checking in call. And we're like, Kevin, did you not check in? And he's like, no, I checked in. He's like, the ref wasn't looking at me. I was checking in. And we're like, oh, my God. So they call it back. And then we run the ball again. So it's two back-to-back runs. And they're, like, 55-yard runs. And we, like, get them. So, like, each of the boys that got, like, all the yards got one touch that went for a touchdown on the last play of the game, back-to-back. And so we get the first touchdown, gets called back on Kev. And then the second touchdown gets called back on holding. So we run a pitch play and it gets called on holding on the wide receiver on the far side of the field. So literally like the most distant person possible from the football for some reason decided to like go hard blocking his guy and just like fully grabbed him by the scruff of his fucking jersey and got called for holding. So then it gets called back again. And then I'm pretty sure we ran one more and they called us for another no end, like didn't check in fucking bullshit thing. And we fucking got another touchdown. It was like we got three back-to-back touchdowns called back on fucking bullshit calls the exact same way they had touchdowns called back on bullshit calls the year before. And it kept us out of cities and it kept them out of provincials, I'm pretty sure. Like, I, it's 10 years ago now, but I, like, these no-end calls are fucking torturous for me as a player because, like, it's so annoying. I bit, I literally know why Patrick Mahomes, everyone's calling him a little baby, but I know why it's happening because you're like, I understand that he broke the rule, but, like, this is the most irrelevant thing on earth. What is four inches of, like, where he sets up going to be? Like, the, the DB on him had six yards of cushion. Like, what does it matter if his foot is two inches forwards or backwards? Like, I understand that black and white, yes, he broke a rule, but what an insane way to end the game, and especially on that insane trick play. And it's like, it happened to us, where it's like, okay, I understand that technically it broke the rule. Like, even with my brother, it's like, technically, it's like, okay, yes, I do understand that I was offside, but like, do you understand that you're supposed to tell me if I'm supposed to move forward or backwards and you didn't know it, and my quarterback didn't know that I wasn't set? Like, it's it's so frustrating. It's just very frustrating. So 
that's my big rant and story. Sorry if that was boring for everyone who doesn't really watch football. But hey, it's a football podcast. So what the fuck are you doing here if you're not here for the football? So sorry. That's uh, that recaps my ticket from last week. We're 12 minutes in, so I'm just doing the ticket from this week because more shit's gonna pop up while we're talking about it. Um, but yeah, sorry. I'll recap that last ticket. No, fuck it. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> sorry. All right, here we go. So this week's ticket. Um, we're looking at, uh, Las Vegas versus the LA Chargers. I'm taking Vegas on the old point spread. Uh, Justin Herbert, they're giving one and a half points. So it's like, if you're going to take the money line at one and a half, fucking take the, take the spread. You know what I mean? Get those odds. Um, so that's literally like what they hope for. That's why they put those spreads. That's so funny. I'm such a dumbass. Like if you read like mathematical gambling, they're like, when the spreads are like, really tiny, like 1.5, like they usually end up being a tie because there's a fucking reason. There's an algorithm that goes into making it 1.5 and it's like, yeah, that game is going to be an exactly one point game for some fucking bullshit reason. But in my gambler brain, it's like, yeah, the money line at 1.5 is like, what are you going to win? What are the chances of them winning by one instead of two? You know what I mean? I might as well get my odds with it. So (laughs) I'm taking Vegas uh, to get my odds with it. Over uh, the LA Chargers, Vegas on the road, but the Chargers, Justin Herbert's uh, take, doing season-ending thumb injury, I googled. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking Vegas over the Chargers, that's fine with me. Um, Indianapolis over Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's at home, again, the spread is 1.5, so I'm taking Indy with 1.5. They've been looking good, they've been winning games, uh, they're in a playoff spot right now, I think. So, I think they're going to be playing hard not to lose that, and Pittsburgh just hasn't played well. So, uh, yeah. They got destroyed by New England. I don't think they're going to be able to cover one and a half over Indy. Gardner Minshew, he's a ball control guy. You know what I mean? He's doing fine. Uh, And then I've also got Tampa at Green Bay. Green Bay with three and a half points. Yeah, I don't think Baker Mayfield's very good. They're going to be playing in a cold Green Bay. Jordan Love's been looking great out there. Um, The the Monday Nighter was pretty boring. Uh... The, the Green Bay game, but I think, uh, yeah, Love's been looking a lot better. You know, it takes a while to get used to a new quarterback or whatever the hell everyone wants to say. So I think he looks good. I'm taking Green Bay over Tampa. Now we will get into the lock and the long shot, uh, the lock of the week. Boom. This one's an easy one for me because, uh, fuck it, at this point, Atlanta at Carolina, taking Atlanta on the money line. Of course they're going to win. They're going to beat Carolina. Uh, it's a divisional thing, so I'm not fucking with the point spread. And also because it's a lock, I don't want to, you know, I want to give myself a sure thing lock. So I just think Atlanta's going to beat Carolina. It's a divisional game. Our division is trash, but Carolina is the worst of the worst. The guy calling plays for us right now, is the he's apparently already been fired. It like came out on Twitter. Someone like, everyone was just calling this dude trash. Um, our offensive coordinator slash uh, play caller and everyone was just calling him shit on Twitter or on X, sorry. And then his uh, wife like came to his defense and she was like, well, if you guys have someone better to call plays, like we'd love to hear it because he's already been fired, but we have to stay here until the end of the year because someone needs to do play calling duties. And so it's it's like, yeah, dude, I don't care. Get a six-year-old to do it. I don't let anyone else do it. The guy who coaches the punter is our head coach right now. That's what's happening in Carolina. <laughs> do you understand that? The dude who coaches the kicker and the punter, the guys who don't do the football part of football, 
is our current head coach and a running backs coach that we got for our number one overall pick quarterback is calling plays and he's already been fired. Do you really think that team is going to get another fucking win this season? No. We're lucky that we got one and we're lucky that it was over CJ Stroud so that we can look back at that in 10 years and be like, see, we knew Bryce Young was soon day one. He's never lost to fucking CJ Stroud. You know, he might have had a bad couple seasons, but that first year you came out and he, in games that mattered, he had to show that he was the better of the two, blah, blah, blah. So I'm glad we get to say that, but holy fuck, this team is bad. So Atlanta on the money line. And then uh, the long shot, I'm taking Denver. Denver with three and a half at Detroit. I know they're playing on the road in Detroit, but whatever. Cold city, cold city, doesn't really matter. Russ has been used to playing in the cold. He played outdoors in Seattle. Uh, Like I said, they're looking good with uh, Coach Sean Payton and quarterback Russell Wilson. And Detroit's been sliding, honestly, since that fucking Thanksgiving game. I don't know what happened there. Thanksgiving curse really got to him. Um, But... Yeah, I think they're going to come into Detroit and have themselves a good game. So uh, my long shot is Denver at Detroit. That lock again, Atlanta over the hapless Carolina Panthers. Uh, Then to round out the ticket, we've got Vegas with one and a half, negative one and a half points visiting the LA Chargers and Indianapolis negative one and a half points visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then last but not least, Green Bay hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're taking Green Bay minus 3.5. That's the ticket. That's the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you next week when I lose more money. Bye.